To Moving Iron Podcast, uh, we're gonna have to come up with a new name for this now, Chip, because it's clearly not after the bell. I mean, it is, I guess, but it's it's a long ways after the bell. But long ways. Yeah. So, what do you guys see happening before the bell? Okay, we could do before the bell. Just keep it pretty generic. That won't be too bad. We could do that. But okay, so had a little tariff talk over the night. Looks like the Chinese are gonna slap some more tariffs on top of uh, what they've already got out there. So. How is the market reacting to that, and how do you see it's going to make the day unfold? Yeah, so this is just interesting of the, of the uh, example of how dynamic this market is. Um, literally, as you and I were talking before we hit record, uh, beans were uh, roughly unchanged. Corn was up a couple, wheat was up. Got some news, must have come out right at 730, um, that hit the market, uh, that China's going to levy uh, what is called differentiated tariffs. I, I don't know what that means. Um, in response to, you know, our threat to increase the percentage of the tariff from 10 to 25%. So obviously the beef market, uh, in the course of five minutes or less, dropped a dime on that news. So we're now down a dime in, in beans. Corn's still struggling uh, to stay uh, higher, so it's slightly um, higher on the day. Uh, take a quick look here. Yeah, 10 and a half lower in, in beans right now. So. I guess the obvious fear in the bean market's mind is they're going to increase the um, retaliatory tariff from, um, you know, where it is currently to maybe something higher, 35, 40, 45 percent. We don't know what that means, but obviously um, it's an escalation in this thing. It's more uncertainty for the bean market. Beans didn't hold up very well yesterday, Um, you know, and, and that's the name of the game until there's more certainty on this Chinese tariff and trade situation, uh, the B market's going to stay pressure, and it's going to, um, you know, obviously affect corn to some extent. You got the wheat market exploding higher, thirteen-month uh, highs yesterday in wheat. There was a rumor out that Ukraine was going to put an export tax on wheat. Um, I don't think that proved to be true uh, at this point. But sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. And even if they don't, uh, if, they're, if they're hurt by drought, export tax or no, their supplies are down, their exportable supplies are down. So we kind of are in the emerging stages of a, a probably a more dynamic bull market in wheat and, and wheat prices across the world. So that does not mean we're going to go straight up. But a nice day yesterday in the wheat market, uh, you know, at one point hitting 13-month highs and um, a lot of uh, uncertainty about world supply there. A week from today, August crop report, it's going to be huge. We're going to get updates on yields, domestically corn bean yields. Uh, We're going to get world numbers. Uh, Actually, the world numbers may overshadow, to some extent, the domestic numbers uh, because of the uncertainty of, uh, you know, European and and, uh, Black Sea area wheat and corn production. So, a lot of information to hit this market a week from today at 11 Central. Uh, next week, trade will probably slow a little bit as you get into the middle of the week and uh, in anticipation of that report. So uh, stay tuned. You know, this thing is uh, changing rapidly. Uh, news hitting 
you know, quite a bit over the last week, pushing the markets uh, around. You've got a bull market uh, from a demand standpoint. You've got concerns about trade wars. You keep getting hints also, uh, kind of tweets here and there and news stories. It does sound like NAFTA is progressing kind of behind the scenes here. And there's people um, that have hinted, uh, you know, news stories, uh, sources out of Washington, hinting that by the end of August, we could have uh, a resolution and uh, an announcement on a tariff or a, uh, a NAFTA deal. So that would be huge for the market as well. So stay tuned. Uh, weather, world production, uh, trade war. Just when you think you have it figured out, uh, this thing will change on you. So yeah. uh, lots of volatility ahead of us. Yep. Okay, so I'm, I need to get my head wrapped around this, and I've been thinking about this for a while, trying to understand the dynamics here. So the Chinese, obviously, buy almost more than half of our soybean crop, correct? Uh, right at half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, depending on size, give or take. Let's, let's round it and call it half of our exports, not okay. half of our crop, half of our Okay, that's exports. what I meant. That's what I meant. <clears throat> half our exports, sorry. <clears throat> so when you have, I mean, obviously they're not going to be able to pick that stuff up, the the slack ups any any elsewhere in the world, right? I mean, you're going to be able to get some, but not all of it, correct? Well, that's the debate. Um, likely, yes. Right now, uh, they're swallowing up, uh, you know, all South American supplies that they can. That's typical this time of year because mm-hmm. South America is just coming, uh, you know, out of harvest, so they've got a big supply right now. And then once that supply is exhausted, as you go into winter, uh, you know, fall and winter here during our harvest and big supply time frame, they typically switch that demand um, here to us. So that's been the debate all along is will they end up still taking beans from the United States? It's likely they will. Um, and it's going to be at a cheaper, cheaper level, most likely. Uh, but that remains to be seen, and, and uh, hopefully you and I don't have to talk about that in February because this thing gets hammered out and agreed on by then. I think if we're talking about how many beans is China going to take come January, February, um, then we've got some bigger problems for this bean market than uh, maybe what we realize right now. I just think that they're, in the, they're ultimately going to end up buying beans that they can't get anywhere else in paying more for them because they have a, a bigger tariff on them. I mean, maybe I'm just being simple-minded here, but it seems like to me that there's a lot of that that's just going to be, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to end up paying more for beans than they have to. Um, well, potentially, but the news, if you think about this, um, we're well over $2 from the highs well, about true, yeah. two months ago, two and a half, three months ago. Yeah. So that has benefited them a little bit um, because this news, whether it's Brazil beans, U.S. beans, Argentina beans, now there's some currency exchange rates in there mm-hmm. um, that are going to affect that on a daily basis. But overall, flat price beans are a couple of dollars cheaper than where they were uh, three months ago. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and it's impossible to, uh, at least for me, impossible for me to figure out the net effects of this. Right. Um, and I think only time will tell. I mean, one good thing is we're so much cheaper uh, as far as a supplier of beans right now in the world that that we're picking up 
anything besides China, uh, we're picking up a lot of demand. Now, that's it's not the size of demand that China has, the appetite, but countries, uh, if they're going to buy beans right now, they're going to buy it from us because we're uh, almost $2 cheaper than Brazil. Uh, that's a good part of this, but it won't be likely um, enough to totally offset what we might lose. Right. So, Absolutely, yeah. Bad with all this, and that's the that's the impossible part of, of any tariff trade war situation. You know, you can pick certain segments and um, you know that are, are winners and losers. It's, it is going there is going to be a net benefit there. Uh, somewhere along the stream, but it, it's also a, a negative. It's just right. Okay. Well, chip volatility, big deal. We always talk about it. If guys want to work on their plan and uh, increase their uh, or decrease the risk, how would they do that? The best ways uh, just give us a call three zero nine five five zero seven two one three. Uh, volatile markets, but there's a lot of opportunities out there. Um, you know, there's basis opportunities. Uh, we've had nice bounces off the lows. Uh, there's there's lots of things to do, and, and markets need to be at the forefront. Uh, real quick, Casey, just a quick plug here. We uh, you've probably seen the background. Uh, I'm I'm not driving, so no one needs to worry. Uh, but I'm a passenger right now, and we're on the way to uh, uh, north uh, northwest Missouri. Uh, Northern Missouri has a big uh, annual soybean festival, and uh, U.S. Farm Report is doing a, a taping there, a roundtable panel taping. I'm, I'm going to be on that, so uh, you can see my ugly face uh, uh, this weekend on uh, local channels and or the TV uh, on U.S. Farm Report. And then they always tape a couple segments um, for Ag Day as well. So if, uh, if, if you haven't seen enough uh, of my mug, you can uh, maybe see that uh, on DTV um, throughout the next few days here. So uh, looking forward to that. It's uh, draws a big crowd from what I've heard. I've never been to it. Right on, man. Hey, you're all over the place, Chip. So have a uh, safe travels and uh, till have a good weekend. Until Monday, we'll we'll talk to you then. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. All right. See you, buddy. Moving higher in the twenty first century. 